Hallelujah. That was a mystical journey in the glory. If you want the music, prophetic worship journey time, it's like taking a, some Jesus LSD and going on a psychedelic trip on a Aladdin, Aladdin magic carpet ride. You know, I can show you the world shining, shimmering, and splendid. <laughs> That's what Jesus does. He shows us the, the world of glory. He shows us the glory world. You know, it's wonderful. I know you guys like to travel and you like vacations and all that. But how about you go on a vacation out of the natural into the glory and get so sealed in the glory that you never have a natural experience ever again, which means you'll never taste the sting of death's tail ever again. That's what's being offered in every presentation of the gospel. When you present the cup of salvation in His blood, which is the glory of the Father, and someone receives the glory and they drink the glory, and they receive the river and they drink the river, and they receive the blood, and they drink the blood, and they go into the kingdom, and they go into the power, and they go into the glory, because they go into the Father by the Spirit of adoption, and we cry, Abba, Father, you're actually giving people an invitation to leave death and come into the garden of life, or the gar garden of His love. It's literally a transportation miracle. Every time you get a revelation and your mind gets renewed to the truth of what is written in the Bible, it translates you and transports you into that heavenly realm. So you don't have to live in the natural realm under the curse of the fall, under the curse of religion, under the curse of rebellion, under the curse of self-consciousness under the curse of trying to be a better you, under the curse of can't find no satisfaction in sex or in drugs or in alcohol or rebellion because it's a bottomless pit and lust is death. All of those realms of the temptations of Satan and his angels, of the lust of the eyes and the lust of the flesh and the pride of life are overcome in your life by simply drinking the New Covenant. The only reference in the New Testament to the New Covenant is as a cup. There's not one reference to the New Covenant anywhere in the Bible except as a cup. It's just not in there. So the issue is, are you drinking it or are you thinking it? <laughs> and I mean, that's the real issue. Are you stuck in the flesh? Is your mind stuck in your flesh instead of stuck in God the Father in your spirit. If anyone believes in Jesus, they're joined to the Lord and they're one spirit. The problem is, is we haven't been taught very accurately. If we're honest with ourselves, if you look at the condition, you know, and just check in to see what condition my condition was in, and you know, <laughs> and your head's like in a brown paper bag, and you know, we barely have any maturity whatsoever of what anyone walked in in the New Testament because we've been taught by false teachers in Christianity religion 
which is nothing less than the magic arts of Satan. You know, most people come to me so filled with the magic arts that it, you have to literally continuously drive Satan out of them, honestly, for months and sometimes years before they can even taste the glory. It's so sad how taught people are in magic arts of Satan. Religion of the outer man is the magic arts of Satan. Christianity is not about the outer man. Christianity is about the inner man, the spirit man, the hidden person of the heart. There's not one mention of the New Testament ever about being an outer man. The New Covenant is the inner man, and the inner man needs the love of the Father that's called the cup of the New Covenant. You're drinking the glory of God, and the glory is the love. And the glory comes from Eden. So every time you hear the gospel, you're being invited into Eden, which is where you're being restored to now in this generation that overcomes death. <laughs> Never-ending revival is by people that get sealed in the Garden of Eden internally with all their mind renewed and they never have a natural experience ever again. No pride of life. No lust of the eyes. No lust of the flesh. And it's like, well, I'm not there yet. Well, you know what? I'm not either. Hallelujah. <laughs> but we're getting there quickly and we're running the race to win the prize. Amen. Sprinting. Pressing in. Fasting. <clears throat> Even dry fasting. No food and drink like Moses and Jesus. Radical stuff. You know? Denying ourselves and picking up our cross and following Him. Which means, not my will, yours be done. I don't care about my natural life. That's what it means. I don't care about the life of my outer man. You know, if you take care of God the Father's plans with your inner man, all things will be added unto your outer man, but we've tried to take care of our outer man and cut ourselves off from God by our own idolatry. Ouch. Truth anyhow. you got to get the idols out of your heart and trust God to father you. He's a good father, a perfect father. You go into Eden by his fathering. The spirit of truth will lead you into all truth. The spirit of truth is God the Father himself. The father of spirits, he's called in the Bible. Getting your inner man fathered. You know, and we want our outer man fathered. You know, pet my flesh. Give me my little nappy. You know, change my diapers. I poop myself again. And there's grace for that. There's grace for that. But Christianity is not about the outer man. It's about the inner man. And the inner man overflows and heals the outer man. But if you are stuck with your mind attached to the outer man, Satan will kill you. Because you're blaspheming in religion. That's what blasphemy is. Well, it's not less severe. No, it's not. Paul said when he was Saul, in his prior life, he was a blasphemer because he only served the outer man of religion. He was a sorcerer of religion, of the magic arts of Mosaic law. Today it's called Kabbalah. Those who practice external religion 100% of the time are sorcerers. Eek! No wonder why the world is the way it is. And so will a demonstration of your spirit life in connection to God the Father and intimacy in your heart come forth and reveal to people the new covenant. 
to reveal to people your heart. Your heart is your spirit life. I'm not talking about the blood here. I'm talking about the spirit in the soul, in the wind of your chest cavity. <laughs> if you knock the wind out of someone, their spirit pops out of their body. If they stop breathing, how many know they're present with God? The life is in the breath. How many, the Bible calls the Holy Spirit the breath of life. The Ruach HaKadosh, or Holy Spirit, is the breath. God breathed into Adam's nostrils and he became a living soul. So you're getting your soul or your breath cleaned out from the prince of the power of the air, which is the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, corrupting your souls to being attached to the natural dimension. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. With resting tongues of fire, nonetheless. What is that? People's spirit life filled with intimacy with God the Father that don't give two flying rat turds about the outer man and how ugly it looks, you know? It's funny. You can put on a different outfit, a different, you know, appearance every day. I mean, Jesus does. All things to all people in hopes of saving some. The only thing God sees is the heart. If you're full of intimacy with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit inside your skin... My God, have fun with it in the outer realm. Jesus did. He was wearing a seamless garment. You know, Herod wore a seamless garment. And Jesus is, you know, I'm better than Herod. So Jesus wore a seamless garment. Only kings wore seamless garments. Seamless garments in Jesus' day was reserved for only royalty and nobility. In kings' palaces where fine clothes are worn. Jesus wore the finest clothes. You know that? The seamless garment is worth in today's value about 150,000 US dollars. 150,000 dollar garment. And you guys are, you know what? It's all good. But we've, we've took a lot of flack for that over the years because people want Mother Teresa Christianity, but it's a lot more like Kenneth Copeland. And I'm not preaching greed, I'm preaching truth. The Garden of Eden is surrounded by 12 mountains bigger than Mount Everest of solid gold. Get a grid for your father. Get a grid. The Garden of Eden and the Spiced Mountains are solid gold and each one is larger than Mount Everest. Your father is the father of kings. He has never fathered any man or any woman except in royalty in the last 6,000 years in human history. Royalty. Because it's eternal royalty. And some of them were acknowledged in the natural dimension of Satan's realm of the curse of the fall as actual royalty, like King David. You know, or Enoch. Enoch was called King of Kings and Lord of Lords in the book of Enoch. Jesus wasn't the first King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Enoch was. He's called King of Kings and Lord of Lords in the book of Enoch. All the natural realm acknowledged the glory realm of the true royalty of Enoch. And we're an Enoch generation that will be raptured. <laughs> oh, I thought you don't believe in the rapture. Well, how many of y'all know we live a lifestyle of rapture? When you're living on the top of the mountain of transfiguration by grace alone with no mixture of performance, how do you get to the top of the mountain of transfiguration? John, the sons of Zebedee, the sons of thunder, intimacy with Jesus. He leaned his head on Jesus' heart. He was the most intimate of all the disciples with Jesus' heart. He was synchronized the closest with the Spirit of glory. 
with the Father's love. Hallelujah. That's how you go higher. Be synchronized with all your brain, you know, the carnal mind, with the spirit of glory, which is the love of the Father. The spirit of glory is the spirit of divine love, the spirit of ecstasy. <laughs> and the, all this stuff of the natural realm, mostly religion, is trying to get you to be critical of one another. You know, it's a true thing. We're dealing with some serious religion in America. We've had over half of our Facebook business reviews reported as hate speech and harassment harassment because of how abusive they were and even with murderous death threats. I mean, just absolute madness of the re and most of them are from religious Christians. And you you'd be surprised. These are the people trying to be religious, but they're cursing. Every single one of them was cursing in the reviews. I mean, we don't even see such murder from the pagans than we see from religious Christians. I mean, this is severity. You have to understand the stronghold of Satan and false Christianity. That is Satan's religion. These Christians want to say Islam is Satan's religion, but I don't see a single Muslim on there saying all this murderous hate speech. Not a single one. Not one. Only Christians. Oh, why? Because Satan's religion is Christianity. It's called the Whore of Babylon. Whoa. How wrong are you about everything in your entire life? It's true. Humble yourself. How is Satan's Christianity the whole deception of the world? Because you have the New Testament, and you know it's the truth. You can read it, you know he died on the cross, but you're not walking in any of its glory. That is the Antichrist himself. The Antichrist is a Christian. The Antichrist is the most perfect Christian you've ever seen. It's true. Never, he'll be, oh my gosh, he'll be in the finest clothes and the suit and tie. He'll be the most perfect communicator. His, his etiquette, his speech will be better than a doctorate level of communication at Harvard. I mean, that is the very devil himself. Satan is a perfect Christian. And then Jesus comes around and the foolishness of God is wiser than the wisdom of men. And how does the Father reveal him? In the new wine. Speaking at his seventh grade education. Gamaliel, he got a doctorate in Judaism, a doctorate in theology, and Jesus Christ comes around talking like a total rambling idiot. A stumbling block to Jews. A stumbling block to Greeks. Why? Because it's the foolishness of God. It's the glory realm. It's the love of God. There is no love in education. The more educated you are, the more prideful you are. You notice that? They'll have all their plaques on their walls and they'll think there's something in the flesh by how educated they got in their brain. They're full of Satan. Satan is that doctorate level education in the brain. Now, I'm not talking about not being smart because the Father, trust me, he's, he's smarter than everyone with their doctor in the whole world. He's smarter than all the fallen angels. But he uses the foolish things to confound the wise. He's rebuking the red dragon. He's rebuking the pride of life. He's dealing with man's sinful nature that separates them from God's glory, which is only one sin. And it's not the sin of lust. It's the sin of pride. 
called The White Magic Arts of Satan. Janice, your white checkerboard. That human pride that originates from the primal evil of the red dragon is the only thing that separates your hearts and minds from living in the glory of God in the Garden of Eden. And everyone that operates in pride thinks they're better than those that operate in lust. Like the older prodigal son of Luke 15. He was an older prodigal. He thought he was better than his younger one because he was good in his flesh. He was a good fleshly one. You know? And the younger one was a bad fleshly one. But no one's good according to the flesh. You know? You're only good according to the spirit, the inner man. The hidden person of the heart. All performance-based religion is diabolical sorcery. Always has been, always will be. One is only righteous by the circumcision of the heart as a gift of grace with the evidence of tongues. Speaking in tongues is the circumcision of the new covenant to what the circumcision of the penis was in the old covenant. Truth anyhow. Speaking in tongues, the gift of your prayer language of tongues is the mark of a person's circumcised heart. Anyone that doesn't speak in tongues does not have a circumcised heart. And that's not condemning. It's like, get tongues, you know? Come on. <laughs> Father, circumcise my heart. Yes. And your faith will explode because your heart got circumcised. Hallelujah. And the circumcision of heart is, I have sacrificed my, out, my outer man, you know, the lie of Babylon the Great living in the natural realm, to live and develop the glory realm and the kingdom of heaven, the eternal realm, and all of God the Father's house of wine, and all the heavenly mansions, and all the heavenly angels, and all the realms of God in my heart. Amen. Praying in tongues will build up your spirit, always praying in tongues in the most holy faith. It will energize your inner man to be stronger than your outer man. You know, pray in tongues at least a half hour a day, if you can. And if you can't, pray in tongues under your breath. When I was serving tables at the old spaghetti factory for three years in college, and people would say, I'd be waiting tables, they'd be like, my God, I could see a physical manifest aura around you. I'm like, hallelujah, it's the glory of God. <laughs> you know, not that I'm special, but the man of fire that possesses me, Christ in me is special, my God. Just a rebuke to outer man, false Christianity. And praying in tongues is not works. Reading your Bible is not works because you're being intimate with your marriage covenant with God the Father in your heart. I mean, it's a marriage. You know, reading the Word is like, I want to see who I am in the Word. Jesus is the Word, King of kings and Lord of lords. So I read the Word so I can know my bridegroom king more deeply, more intimately. I want to know him face to face in the garden of love. Amen. And anything that's blocking me from knowing him face to face in the garden of love, for the pure in heart always see God in their own heart, out of their belly flowing the rivers of the garden of Eden, it is written. You know, but if you don't have a pure heart, it's because you're not intimate. You're re re religion-based instead of love-based. You're outer man-based instead of inner man-based. So it's time to repent and change your mind to connect to Christ in your heart. Christ in, in your spirit. 
in your breath of life, in your soul. Amen? And the more and more you are intimate with Him in your soul, the more your brain, which is your flesh, will begin to shine with the intimacy of Christ in your heart. Stephen with the glowing face was a forerunner and a pioneer of the sons of God. <laughs> There's no mention of even Paul shining with a glowing face. What? But Stephen did? He's only Christian a couple years. Got a glow. You know why? Because his heart was so pure. Saul had all that Gamaliel religion in him. You know, we look up to Paul, and Paul's a saint, and Paul's a mighty man of God. But it took him nearly 20 years, Galatians says, to get all the religious filth of Satan out of his heart. Hallelujah. <laughs> the purification of your heart is the entire journey of Christianity. It's not about the external realm. It's about the internal realm. Jacob's ladder is the secret stairway of the heart. In the Old Covenant temple, in Solomon's temple, there was a stairway that the priests could take to go up to the third floor. <laughs> that only if it was reserved for priests. It wasn't, it wasn't available for anyone. You go into the outer court, the inner court, and the holy, but you could actually go around all of it, and there was a stairway that would take you on top of the Holy of Holies in Solomon's temple. True story. It's called the secret stairway. And it, was, it symbolizes in Solomon's temple how intimacy with Jesus in the secret place of your heart, you're always experiencing the third heaven. It was on the third floor of Solomon's temple. Third floor. Just like here in the crack house, I live on the third floor. I'm up on the third floor. And it's the secret stairway of the heart that you always have the third heaven, the third floor on earth through your heart. And it's reserved for the priests alone. But how many of y'all know every Christian is a member of the royal priesthood and they have Jacob's ladder. They have that secret stairway to the third heaven and angels ascend and descend through that stairway of your own hearts. We've been trying to do it external, but the stairway is in the heart. It's internal. It's hidden. No one can see it in the natural realm. Some The prophets can see it in the natural realm. You know, you can look right into people's hearts and just read their mail. You can see if someone's heart is disgusting or someone's heart is like God himself. And you just speak whatever words necessary into their hearts to purify them from their unrighteousness, from their doubt, from their unbelief, from their wickedness, from their sorceries, from their immoralities, from their idolatries, whatever it takes. Out of our mouths proceeds a two-edged sword, a sharp two-edged sword to destroy the enemies of your souls, which is immoralities and idolatries of the natural realm that are killing you. They're killing your souls, and that's why your faces do not bear the image of God the Father perfectly, but I believe they still can. Your countenance can shine like Stephen and bear the image of God the Father perfectly, and He'll burn the frown muscles right off your face. All sadness and sorrow shall flee away, it is written. You won't be able to have a negative emotion when you're glorified in your personalities. It's not possible. Anyone whose secret stairway of the third heaven in their heart, knowing the Father face to face through intimacy inside their own body internally, not a single negative fruit is possible in their life. Only the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit of Galatians chapter 5. And you grow in those nine fruits, which is 
the fruit bearing of heaven on earth and it consumes all flesh. Your roots grow through their bellies. Your roots grow through their loins. Your roots grow through their feet. Your roots grow through their... And everyone begins to walk and eat and be by the manifest sons of God that are so intimate with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit that they just bring that whole realm through all flesh as it is written. And they shall consume all kings and generals' flesh. And they shall consume all horse and riders' flesh, which are military powers in the enforcers of the natural realm. And they shall consume all rich and poor flesh. And they shall consume all the flesh of all humanity with the Garden of Eden. Because these ones are restored internally in the secret stairway. And they know the Father face to face, for the pure in heart have always seen God for 6,000 years. Anyone of a pure heart has seen God. The whole issue is just purifying your heart, developing your inner man, and sacrificing your outer man in the name of Jesus Christ. Partner with Red Letter Ministries. Donate at redletterman.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.